Welcome to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Saturday morning to you. I am Jason Kong. He is Bill Alexander. Good morning to you, Bill. How are you? Good morning, Jason. What uh, is doing new? good. Doing good. It's uh, warming up a, a little bit again. I mean, it's uh, this weather has been really tough on all of us because it gets just warm enough to give us a little inkling and then it gets cold again and so uh you know hopefully this weekend we'll we'll uh, uh thaw out a little bit uh although it is january so i mean this is to be expected i guess but yeah yeah you gotta you gotta take those warm days where, where you can but exactly. man we've had uh yeah when you think 40 degrees stretches. is warm that's yeah, something wrong in the south <laughs> yeah it doesn't doesn't quite feel right uh, well, Bill, last week we, we talked a lot about tax reform, and as we were walking out the door after the show, we, we realized there's a lot more that we can talk about. We, we really do need to make sure that people at least have an appreciation for uh, what this new tax law is doing to them. And I, I do have some recommendations for folks because – uh, with any significant change in policies, there are always winners and there are always losers, and then there are a few folks that are sort of will be about the same. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, who the winners and losers are, uh, some of it's predictable and some of it's not. You know, we know the big winners are the big corporations and even the smaller corporations and businesses to some degree. Um, And we also know that over time, the biggest losers are individual taxpayers, you know, for the most part, unless they're really high income. Those folks are big winners, too, for the most part. Um, But there are also some tweaks that surprise folks because of how it actually changes um, how the the taxes will work for them now. I, can you guess what the biggest surprise I think is? Uh, I mean, this is an unfair question, Jason. But uh, <laughs> you're the tax uh, guy. I'll, I'll let you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, you know, uh, folks have been talking about how the uh, standard deduction is is practically doubling mm-hmm. under the new tax code, and it's, so it's basically saying, you know, the the experts are saying that far more people will uh, use the standard deduction, fewer people will itemize, which I think is absolutely true, no question about it. So that's not the big big surprise in, in the code. And uh, actually what will surprise you is the doubling of the standard deduction, even for folks who don't itemize uh, may end up paying a good bit more tax now. Here's the reason why, and it's really important for folks to understand. While while the new law, in fact, doubles or close to doubles the uh, standard deduction, you know, obviously, for some degree, that hurts itemized taxpayers uh, or can hurt a lot of them. Uh, but the biggie is taking away the personal exemption. So now nobody likes somebody to pontificate about numbers and stuff. You know, people just glaze over and say, oh, don't tell tell me about that. But here's the deal. Your personal exemption is $4,150, or that's what it was in 2017. Today it's zero, 
Okay. <laughs> so what does that mean? Well, that basically means that the new tax law is a tax on children. That's the surprise. Okay. Why is it a tax on children? Okay. Well, for a married couple uh, who have no children or they're retired, you know, the children are out of the house, they ne- the children are no longer a tax benefit to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're basically just they're out there with their hands out. <laughs> okay. But you're no longer getting a tax deduction for them. Uh, well, um, for a married couple, they're actually getting a little bit of help with the new law because, in essence, they're giving up $8,300 in tax exemptions for an extra $11,000 in uh, uh, increased standard deduction. Well, you do the numbers, um, you know, so you get about a twenty, about a $3,000 benefit. Okay, so let's add a child. Okay, last year you you got over twelve thousand uh, dollars, twelve twelve thousand four hundred fifty dollars mm-hmm. in tax benefit, but the doubling of the standard deduction is less than that. That's only eleven thousand dollar gain on your side. So basically, even with one child, the numbers say that you're going to get. A little more tax, right? Well, let's go to two children. <laughs> well, then, I mean, basically, if you have two minor children, um, then guess what? Your taxes are likely going up. So the the bottom line is is that those folks with one child will see very little change in their taxes. In other words, they're not getting any real benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really going to be about the same, maybe a little bit more tax than what they had before. People with more than one child are actually going to see their taxes go up. Unless, I mean, I'm talking about normal taxpayers, normal right. people with young children who have incomes of $75,000 or less, you know, normal people. <laughs> I shouldn't put it that way. But the bottom line is, Typically, uh, younger people make less money, and they have younger children. That's right. right. Okay. Well, guess what? The those folks are likely to have a higher tax bill. Now, here's the you know this is where the government's really sneaky, and this can can basically come back and haunt you if you're in this category. And so for the parents, you know, the older, the seniors who listen to me and that sort of thing, this is where you need to warn your children and grandchildren uh, about getting hit with these extra taxes because uh, the bottom line is uh, that um, where, where it's really sneaky is that the government is reducing everyone's withholding. Well, what does that do? It means that your paycheck is larger, making you think that your taxes will be less. But guess what? If you're in in this group with children that have been nice exemptions for you, you just you just got screwed because it basically means you know next April when it comes around. 
Now, I'm talking about April 2019 when you pay your 2018 income tax. It basically means you're going to get a big shock and you will not have withheld enough money and you will actually have to go out and for some folks and borrow the money to pay your taxes because you haven't withheld enough. So there's the secret is if you're in this category with a couple children, you probably won't need to go to your employer and make sure that you are uh, withholding approximately the same amount of money that you were withholding this year mm-hmm. uh, if you don't want to have to pay a big check next year to Uncle Sam. So, from the, you know, people ask, you know, why do people not trust the government? Well, <laughs> this is one of those times where you shouldn't trust the government because there's a lot of uh, sneaky stuff going on. They're saying one thing, but how it affects you is totally different. So... You know, that withholding piece is really important because that, to me, is pretty sneaky when the folks who can't afford just to write the check are the very ones who may very well be having higher income taxes. Um, and so, you know, that's that's important for folks to know. When I know we need to take a break. When we come back, I, I want to talk about some of the uh, pieces to the tax code that will actually benefit, you know, because there are winners out there too. I just want to make sure that those folks who are in that loser circle uh, understand where they are, because most people would never think that this new tax code was truly a tax on children, and that's exactly what we have. Wow, that's uh, I, 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 you really haven't heard that anywhere, but that's really insightful. When you when you crunch the numbers, that's essentially what happens. Mm-hmm. A quick break and back, and we'll talk about uh, what who some of the winners are in this new tax act. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. Good Saturday morning to you. I am Jason Kong and he is Bill Alexander. And we're talking uh, a lot about the new tax act. And Bill, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we talked about uh, who some of the losers are. And mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like those with lots of children are uh, are going to end up in, in that spectrum. Well, actually, it doesn't take a lot of children. It only takes a couple children. <laughs> That's true. That's <laughs> and true. Even one child, uh, you're even with one child, you're on the losing end of the tax code. Uh, it's just that you're you're not a big loser; you're a little loser. Uh, but if you have more than one, then you're then you start going down the road of a big loser. So that's uh, well to me with just one child, two seems like a whole lot. Yeah. Two seems astronomical. <laughs> well, we're not talking about the expense of the child; <laughs> we're talking about your tax burden. So let's uh, and and uh, and I'm, I'm not. I don't want folks to think I'm trying to um, uh, you know editorialize. I'm really just trying to warn people of what is in this new tax code. There's another group that has to watch out, too, before we get to the uh, big um, winners in this tax code. Um, And and those are folks that don't have a business of some sort uh, who typically itemize. In other words, they normally have some fairly large uh, deductions. I mean, it can be – for instance, they – 
might have a large house and have large property tax and have a fairly large state income tax uh, to pay. Uh, or they might have large medical deductions and have a medical deductions. Or another biggie is a lot of folks are good uh, givers, contributors to uh, their church. Um, you know, a lot of folks in the South tithe. Mm-hmm. And that has been a, uh, a, a one reason that a lot of folks uh, with more modest income actually itemize because they get, have in the past gotten a big deduction for that. Well, you know, a lot of a lot of charities and churches are quite frankly worried about the fact that some people do increase their giving because of their ability to take a charitable deduction, which for the majority of people is going to go away. And now, why is it going to go away? Well, First of all, the question is, does it make sense for you to itemize anymore? Well, you you know, the first thing you have to look at is, do I have itemization that will uh, be uh, more than $24,000 for a married couple? You see? See, before the question is, do you have more than $12,000? Right. Now the question is, do you have more than $24,000? So... The great majority of folks, there are a lot of folks who've itemized in the past, particularly if they don't have businesses and the like, where they won't need to itemize because they don't get any break for itemizing. Well, obviously, if you're in that group, and that's a very large group of taxpayers, then there's no incentive for gifting to to charities or to your church. No tax incentive. There's a lot of other incentives, right. but not a tax incentive <laughs> uh, to basically be generous in your giving because you're not going to get any benefit tax-wise from the gift. Uh, so, it, you know, some of the – I mean, if you really think about the tax code, it's it's anti-giving and it's anti-children. That's not a, a good thing. Uh, I mean, now I am editorializing, <laughs> but, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. And I, you know, I don't – you know, it's just like, okay, is what were they thinking? But um, anyway, that's truly the result. And so um, – the bottom line is is that uh, folks who itemize have to have an awful lot of uh, itemized uh, things to really benefit by being able to itemize anymore. So those folks need to look at it um, uh, uh, a whole lot differently because typically folks who itemized, you know, they were getting that uh, $8,300 of personal exemptions mm-hmm. – Already, and so guess what? If if you're in that cusp of where you used to itemize, and now it doesn't make sense anymore, I would say that the majority of those folks, um, uh, even if their tax rate has dropped a little bit under the new tax code, which is possible depending on what their income stream is, their uh, net tax will probably go up. And that's uh, because of how these the personal exemption and the standard deduction versus itemization interact. Right. So that's that's pretty sad. So I know that I've I've been pushing that too much, but I think people who will have to pay more tax. 
they need to worry about their withholding or uh, what their quarterly contribution is on estimated tax. And um, they need to budget, you know, because that means you have less money to spend right. uh, if you have to pay more tax. So you, you may need to be looking at budgeting. And a really smart thing to do for a lot of folks is to talk to your accountant sometime in early May. Now, why do I say May? Is because, number one, they're too too busy to talk to you about this, about 2018, while they're working on 2017 taxes. And so most of them, you know, are working 18 hours a day until April 15th. Mm-hmm. And then they collapse for a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> so... You know, I couldn't live that way myself. That's why we don't file income taxes. for. We do tax planning, but we don't file income tax returns for folks. But it's the, it's the kind of thing where uh, if you can talk to your accountant and sort of get a gauge mm-hmm. of what your expected tax liability based on your 2017 income uh, will uh, help you a lot to gauge what your budget should be. And people need to be planning a little more this year than they have in the past as it relates to taxes because there's such big changes in the air. But And I, I know I've gone on too long, but we'll come back and talk about uh, those folks that will probably see a reduction in their taxes. Excellent. We'll talk about some of the winners in just a bit. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Stick around. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. That's WGALaw.com. And Bill, uh, we'll continue our conversation here on the new tax act. And let's get to some of the winners. Who are the, those who could see a reduction in their taxes? Well, I mean, obviously, everybody knows that the biggest winners are the corporations. Mm-hmm. Um uh, they are, um, you know, that they're already expecting huge windfalls because of this uh, new tax act. But I'm more concerned about the the folks, uh, the normal people out there, <laughs> if you will. So the 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 biggest winners, I I really believe, um, because you have to understand, except for the really high income earners, they're getting a big tax break. Um, so those folks, uh, you know, who earn anywhere, you know, four hundred fifty to a million dollars a year in income, uh, those folks are going to see a huge uh, benefit with the tax rates being reduced and the like. So they're they're, um, they're getting a huge break. Uh, also, uh, the uh, marginal rate for alternative minimum tax. So for folks who are, you know, in the hundred thousand to $140,000 range in income, they're not going to see alternative minimum tax uh, because they've raised those rates. Now, you know, if you look, again, corporations, they've eliminated permanently the alternative minimum tax for corporations. So, again, those those uh, uh, folks and entities are getting the, the big um, benefits. But anybody that has a uh, business of any kind – and so this this is the year for those folks who have a marginal business, a hobby type business, to push it into a real business. 
because if it's uh, anybody with a, a business will have all of their business deductions, anything ro- reasonable and ordinary uh, expenses are a business deduction. And anybody with a business is going to have some significant uh, benefits. Number one, you're not in a business, you're not going to be limited uh, on any of your deductions. Mm-hmm. You know, now individual deductions are limited severely, but business deductions are all there. So, for instance, let's, um, and you don't even have to have a, a corporate entity or an LLC. So, let's say that you're a married couple and you own a couple rental houses and you're concerned about being able to uh, deduct your your property taxes on your rental houses because you know that there's a $10,000 cap on your individual return. Well, there's no cap on your state and local taxes inside your business or even if I mean, even if you use what's called a schedule A and I know I'm getting into the weeds and but it's really important for under, for folks to understand that if they have um, like rental houses or any – now, I'm not talking about investment real estate. That's different. But income-producing real estate or income-producing businesses, it won't matter. It'll You'll still get all your deductions. You're not going to be capped uh, like you are on the individual side. Um, so you're a winner. Uh, now, there's another reason that you're a winner, too. And that is, is that uh, with and and quite frankly, I don't know. I don't um, know that it will um, uh, be true of folks who have real estate in their own name, not in a business entity and on Schedule E. But I do know that small businesses, even sole proprietors, they're they're going to get a big benefit because 20% of their net profits is not going to be taxed. So they're getting a tax cut, uh, you know, a big tax cut of what is put, you know, passed through money means that the entity doesn't pay the tax. It's pushed to your individual tax return, but it's already reduced that uh, when you're taking 20% uh, of your income off the top, that lowers your tax bracket and it reduces your income too. So that's a big benefit for small business people. Now, it's not anywhere close to the uh, benefits received by the large corporations, and that's uh, we can get into the effects on the economy as it relates to that. Um, but uh, folks, uh, so the bottom line is the big winners are folks who are very high income earners mm-hmm. because your tax rates are going down. But the biggest winners are folks who have businesses of some sort. And that includes professionals. It includes uh, small business people, uh, people with a business entity of any kind. Um, uh, and, it, and it could be a home business. It do, You know, that part doesn't matter. Uh, if you have a business, then the chances are your income taxes are going down. How much they're going down, again, is going to depend on your personal situation. And again, this is a time where talking to your accountant um, is uh, well in advance where you can have an opportunity to change how you're doing things before the end of the year. 
Um, another big advantage for businesses, and I'll, I'll give you a, a, a good one. Let's say that you need a car or a vehicle in your business. You can purchase now under the new tax code, you can purchase a vehicle and write it off all in one year. Uh, under the um, law in 2017, unless it was a huge vehicle like a great big SUV or a great big truck, uh, now under the old tax law, you could write that off in one year. But mm -hmm. a normal vehicle, you had to depreciate over a period of time. Um, well, under this year, you can write it off all in one year. So that this might be the, the car manufacturer's year <laughs> as far as that goes. So, uh, and there's some other gains. So anybody who needs equipment in their business, that sort of thing, if they can write it off all in one year and not have to depreciate it, the, the rules have basically uh, been liberalized on a business being able to write off equipment purchases in one year, in, in the year of purchase. So that's, that's going to be helpful to business as well. Yeah, that's a, another good thing to look forward to. Well, we'll continue our conversation in just a bit. We'll get into why the, uh, the timing of the signing of the tax law may be interesting to some folks. We'll do that in just a bit. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Asset Protection Today with Attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can find more about him at WGALaw.com. You can also catch him tomorrow morning on the CW22 at 8 a.m. with his TV show Money Secrets. This is another good way for folks to get some uh, money tips from you, Bill. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I would certainly recommend that to it. It's a good show, and hopefully people will get some tips from that as well. Um, another issue as it relates to um, uh, economic uh, changes, if you will, as it relates to the tax law, is big business versus little business. You, you know, we've uh, think about the resurgent of small business people, downtown stores, you know, getting away from the big box stores and things like that. Well, I mean, if you think about it, and guess who gets the biggest uh, benefit from this new tax law? The big corporations. I mean, so in essence, the big box stores, uh, and we all know what they are, um, they will actually have an even better competitive advantage against our small retailers. Um, and in some areas, that's fine. In other areas, that's not so great, you know, because sometimes the big box stores go into our smaller communities and they don't make enough money. Mm -hmm. And when they don't make enough money, they close and they've already driven out a lot of the smaller retails that, that folks have depended upon. So, But the bottom line is, from an economic perspective, that will – make a difference to a lot of our small retailers because the the big uh, corporations are getting the biggest tax break um, and hence will have a competitive advantage, even a greater competitive advantage over where they've been in the past. But let's talk about one thing that's sort of gone unnoticed. I like to talk about things like that <laughs> uh, because I like to educate people on things that might be important to them. Well, um, initially, uh, 
President Trump was advised to sign the, the new tax act the first week of January. And then he got some um, flack, if you will, from his um, um, you know, support groups because you know, he promised to have this done before the end of the year. So he actually, you know, um, he called people into his office, I'm going to do this uh, before the end of the year. And he actually signed the tax law the last week of December, fulfilling his promise. Well, fulfilling the promise actually was a more of a negative than people realize because it's a matter of kicking in the can. You know, the whole down the road, the the whole tax act was kicking the can down the road uh, by Congress because everyone knows, even the most conservative fiscal analysts uh, know that this tax break is paid for with debt. Um, You know, over 10 years, it's going to increase our deficit by one and a half trillion dollars, which has to be paid back. Now, what a lot of folks don't realize is our deficit's already at almost $20 trillion, which has to be paid back. So this is throwing, um, uh, you know, it's just um, uh, throwing more on the fire to burn for future generations. So in essence, if you like kicking the can down the roads where your grandchildren are going to have to pay the debt off, then there you go. (laughs) But the debt is the second largest... um, expense in our federal budget and that's now has if anybody has ever been uh in a variable mortgage and interest rates go up guess what that does to your spending power it means your mortgage gets more expensive as interest rates go up right Mm -hmm. in terms of any debt that you might have and so it takes it out of your ability to pay each month or to do other stuff that you'd like to do. Well, our, our federal deficit um, is going to work this very same way in terms of us. Because well, I'll ask you this, Jason. I know you know the answer to this. Oh, are boy. interest rates going down or are they going up? They're slowly ticking up. Well, guess what? As interest rates go up over the next 10 years, will that cost more money to pay interest on the debt? That will cost more. That means, okay, so that it's not just the fact that the debt is increasing because we're borrowing more money to pay for these tax cuts. It also means that the cost of servicing that debt is going to become more expensive each year as well. So that's really important for those folks who understand kicking it down the road. Now, here's the other thing about President Trump signing the tax law in December. It forces a reconciliation in 2018, all right, which basically means that Congress is going to have to, in essence, uh, do more about reducing spending. Well, there's – all right. What's on the table right now? What's on the table right now is the fact that, uh, and this is not, uh, this is to a degree bipartisan, um, but it's infrastructure, you know, basically replacing bridges, uh, roads, uh, buildings, other things that basically have not been taken care of for the last 30 or 40 years and really needs a shot in the arm. Well, infrastructure needs are pretty huge in this country. So 
while I'm I'm not against that, I'm just saying, okay, does that cost money? Yes. Is that currently budgeted? Absolutely not. So they have to find the money to do it. Now, to spend more money on something that they haven't been spending money on, they have to reduce spending in other areas. So guess where that's got to come from? Well, this is the piece where they really didn't want to have to rectify it this year. This is why they really wanted Trump to sign it in January so they could kick this issue down the road till next year. But they actually have to rectify it this year, which will probably come somewhere close to the election time, which will be really interesting. But guess what? They're going to have to start talking about, and this is really scary, particularly to seniors, Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, because those are all big-ticket items, and Congress is going to have a hard time finding the money in small-ticket items. So, in essence, we're going to see a lot of adjustments that were impossible to do, but it's being forced on the Congress to do this by um, by having the, the Tax Act signed in December. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that affects everything else. So the bottom line is, is that what are some of the possibilities? Well, from my perspective, Congress will spend less on things that are mandated, such as Medicaid. Mm -hmm. So in essence, guess what? If they block grant Medicaid, which is highly likely, in my opinion, that means the government wants to spend less on Medicaid, the federal government. Well, if the federal government is basically ignoring the safety net that's out there that's really important to folks, because their safety net really isn't that great. As somebody who actually deals in these issues all the time, there are a lot of folks that we that should be in the net that's not in the net. It's, it's not a giveaway like so many people think. And, you know, that's what folks think about. But the bottom line is the federal government pays less, that puts more pressure on the states to pay more. So if the states have to pay more, where are they going to get the money? The states have to increase t taxes and fees. And so even if you get, uh, I mean, those folks who really get a, a benefit out of the new tax code, it's going to be paid for on the backs of state revenues and fees. And so, in essence, you might see federal uh, your your liability to the federal government go down, but your liability to your state governments and local governments in terms of ad valorem property taxes going up, uh, fees going up for everything, income taxes uh, going up. Uh, they they got to get the money from somewhere, and and f for most of us, we do believe in a balanced budget where you're not uh, borrowing uh, more money. I mean, mm -hmm. you're, you're basically, you're spending what you've got. You know, in North Carolina, that's a pretty strong tradition, which has served us extremely well uh, that the federal government seems to have forgotten. Uh, and so it just, um, it's one of those things where we're going to see some real, real changes this year. And I'm not trying to predict things, but I'm, uh, but it's, it, it's got to happen, and this is not rocket science. This is just sort of no-brainer kind of stuff that has to happen.
Yeah, it's essentially basic math, you know? It uh, is. That's uh, all it is yeah. in terms of what this uh, tax plan is actually doing. So, And I know we have to take a break. And so uh, I do want to uh, talk a little bit about the stock markets and where we are right now and, and what seniors really need to be worried about. We'll do just that. Stick around. You're listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. You are listening to Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. I'm Jason Kong. He is Bill Alexander. And Bill, just before the break, you promised us some uh, some things to watch out for. Well, I, I want to issue a warning to people. Uh, I mean, and again, this is not rocket science. It's basic math. But the, the bottom line is um, what about the stock market? You know, how does how does it work? What do we need to watch out for or to be cautious about? Uh, obviously, the stock market has gone great recently. You know, the, the new tax act actually has helped because a lot of big businesses see their, their tax liability going down, which means greater profits, ability to do things with, with it. How, what they do with it, I don't know. But, but the bottom line is, is that... Um, uh, that confidence in the markets right now has been high, mm-hmm. all right? But there's some awfully smart people out there that are saying, watch out, there's going to be a correction around the corner. And at least I would say there is a relative consensus that that correction will take place in the next three to six months. Now, nobody, uh, I mean, if I could say, okay, we're going to have a correction next week, (laughs) I would probably be the richest guy in the whole world, and I'm not. So the bottom line is nobody can tell you how to time the market, but it's there are times to be cautious. You know, historically, which is at least a gauge, there's a two corrections in any 15-year period, pretty much. Now, that doesn't mean the corrections are huge like what we had in 2008, where it was more than just a correction. It was like, oh, my God, the sky is falling. I don't, I'm not talking about that kind of, of thing. Uh, but, uh, but the bottom line is, is that we have not had any correction in 10 years. Uh, in other words, the, the market, while it does its thing, but how does the market work? The market doesn't work based on how good things are in the economy. It really works on how investors, real smart people and computers that have been programmed properly, think that the markets will do tomorrow. I mean, that's one of the things. In other words, it's not about what the dividend that's reported by the company. It's what were the expected dividends or what were the expected profits? Did it meet the expectations or exceed those expectations? Well, when companies exceed expectations, then generally their stock goes up. Even if they had a huge profit, if they don't make their expectations, typically stock goes down because people are buying based on expectations, not on results, which blows people's mind when you think about it. Yeah. Well, the other thing is that you've already told me that interest rates are going up. Well, 
a lot of folks will say, well, if you don't want to be in equities, go to bonds. Well, bonds aren't necessarily safe because why? Interest rates are going up, and bonds are interest rate sensitive. As interest rates go up, bond values go down. So can you flee equities and go into bonds? Well, you could. They're, they're, they are safer than some equities. There are other ways to do it. So the bottom line is, is that you know, you're young. You can afford to stay in the markets and lose a little bit of money, and then because it's going to gain back, equities are where you should be. But seniors cannot really afford to lose money. You know, if you lose 10%, you have to gain 20% to get back to zero. And most seniors don't have 10 years to wait for a rebound. Uh, which, so you, what I'm saying is to folks is while you can't time the market, uh, just because there are a lot of folks out there saying, ooh, look how wonderful the stock market is. You can make tons of money here. This is not the time to be putting a bunch of money into the stock market um, because it's the bubble is going to burst. And the question is, when will it burst? A lot of folks of smart money are starting to slowly get out of the market. And at some point, the exuberance is going to go away. And most investors are not shrewd. You know, I hate to say it, but we're not. And most investors do the dumbest thing. They they basically invest when they think it's safe, and that's normally when the markets are hitting their highs. And then they see a, a drop, maybe 20%, and they go, oh, my God, i got to get out. And so guess what they've done? They bought high and sold low, and they've mm-hmm. lost money. And I guarantee you those Wall Street people are making, you know, they're just uh, slapping themselves on the back saying, look how much money we've paid to, but this is when Main Street needs to take a position and come back the other way. And and uh, so I'm just saying to my friends out there that this is a time to be very cautious about putting, um, you know, a lot of money into the stock market. It's not a time to think, oh, it's safe. We're going to make a lot of money if we do that. Because there will be a correction, and it will come. It's This is... There's never been a time where there hasn't been a correction. The only question is, when will it come, which I think will be sooner rather than later, and how big will it be? And that's hard to predict as well. But there will be a correction, and it'll come sooner rather than later. So people need to be very careful. There's a reason why it's referred to as the economic cycle, because – Goes up and down. down. Exactly. And it, it that will continue to happen throughout mm-hmm. time. Yep. Well, Bill, we are out of time. We got to get out of here. I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Uh, if you need to get a hold of Bill, you can do so at WGALaw.com. You can also catch him tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on the CW22 with his TV show, Money Secrets. We hope you'll join us again next week here on Asset Protection Today with attorney Bill Alexander on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great Saturday, everyone.